Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Cynical Nerd. Please keep in mind that we do not avoid spoilers for any of our topics, whether they are current or past media. Listen at your own risk. Been, it's How you been doing, buddy? I'm doing. I'm doing good. I I got new hips. Let's just get into it. Let's just do it. Two hips. Let's get it out of the way. I, I, I'm a new hip man. It's Cyber Derek 2023. Cyber Derek 2023. Uh, yeah, I had a. Uh, it's uh, medically the the term is uh, called having a a bad bone. It's uh it's called having bones that aren't good. And um, <laughs> so they <laughs> they had to cut the head off of both of my femurs. Uh, also known as the hip in yeah. France, and um, For all you dumb motherfuckers out there, and um, <laughs> and they uh, they put metal ones in titanium, and I don't, I legitimately don't know. I have a follow up in two weeks. I'm like, is this gonna set off like metal detectors for the rest of my life? Am I gonna get like shot in the airport because they think I'm a terrorist? Oh. I don't know. I, I imagine they would use something that does not get set off by those things, but yeah, uh, who knows. You I know. Just tell I, them you have a a gun in your thigh like RoboCop and see what right, they say. Right, right. It's inside there. Yeah. I, I know. If I, I was in works. a fight with Magneto, now I would be screwed. It would be over. You should just like get a uh, like a laminate, like a little pocket sized photo of like the X ray that shows <laughs> the implant, and right. then just flat like flashcards of people. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Like it's an FBI thing. It like drops down like <laughs> every time. Like don't question me. Yeah. I have metal in there. Uh, so much time has gone by. How was your Christmas? It was painful. I was in a lot of pain on account of the uh, aforementioned surgery. So glad I brought it up. Yeah, yeah. No, it was great, though. It was a great excuse to not see any of my family. Uh, I'd rather be just writhing in agony at home than go see them all, all at the same time. Let me clarify there. I like seeing them individually. <laughs> I have a huge family, though. Everyone all at once is just... it's It's too much for me, so... Yeah, overwhelming. Overwhelming. How was your holiday? How? So does that mean that did Ron have to go because of Odin? So the plan was that she was going to, and oh, okay. um, I I ended up doing like being a little worse off than we had expected. The first two weeks were really okay. rough. Like I'm I'm doing yeah. good now. I can walk short distances without the walker. Uh, I'm showering by myself, which was like it's great because I just feel like a fucking just blight on veronica's life having her in the shower lifting my arms up washing me for me it was great yes it was liberating to take a shower by myself yesterday um first two weeks pretty rough and so initially the idea was yeah she was going to go around and see everyone with odin and the day before i was like i don't know if i'm going to fall on the way to the bathroom and then just be on the floor for the rest of the yeah. day so like and then the hips fall out that's how that they just right, come out right yeah they'll just pop right out Boop. <laughs> uh thank you for thank you for asking my holidays were fine they were okay my son's been um basically just a rotate i know yours has too uh just been a rotation of sickness and illness yeah he's actually sick like today um Thanks. although i i do have to announce formally to the public and to you uh that he has started a new trend to which i can only describe as funny to me not funny to Samantha. <laughs> so, so I, so it's going to be so funny I, is what you're saying. So I, <laughs> so I, 
I slept in a little um, Sunday morning. Sam let me sleep. I was up a little too late. Had too many had too many brews. Right, right. And I I woke up and I was like, oh my god, it's almost ten o'clock. I gotta get up. So I'm getting up out of bed. And as I'm getting up, I hear him coming up the stairs. And I'm you know, it, I was expecting him to come up and be like, oh, time to get up. Like I thought he was just just a coincidence that I was getting up. The same time I heard his feet coming up the stairs. Because mm-hmm. he'll come up and be like, yeah, a bed, you lazy piece of shit. And I'm like, wow, from a four-year-old. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, he'll be like, wake up, time to wake up, daddy. And um, instead, he gets to the top of the stairs. And he goes, daddy, daddy. And he, what? he goes, I got a surprise for you. <laughs> and then he plants his little ass cheeks on my thigh. And lets out the perfect little, <laughs> little toot, little, little burn. It was a great fart. A plus A one fart, <laughs> and he, he chuckles, he giggles at his uh, accomplishments, and then goes back down the stairs. No good morning, no nothing. I don't. We don't know where he got this from, but every time he's had to fart, he'll like he could be across the couch, and he'll uh, he'll get up and run over and plant his ass on me and go. I got a surprise for you. <laughs> he farts and then laughs and goes back to what he's doing. I think it's amazing. Samantha's not happy about. I, I have to say, I do. I do agree with you on this one. Mine is still like he just doesn't know what he's doing when he farts. And this kid, dude, for a baby, has like grown up farts. Like they're very loud. They're very forceful. And like it means nothing. Like nothing changes in ex- his expression. It's the same as like breathing or anything else to him. He doesn't know how funny it is yet. So he just whenever he has to, <laughs> he just does it. And it's like yeah. pretty much like babies and like your grandparents who have dementia are the only people that like, you know, they fart and they just, they don't even know anything happened and you want to laugh, but you kind of can't. Well, when they're yeah. a baby, you do though. <laughs> oh, 100%. You can't laugh at old people farting. Not when they're around anyway. That's yeah. just mean. Exactly. You can't laugh at incontinence unless it's in someone who's supposed to be incontinent. Yeah. You know? So yeah, the sickness thing is a fucking nightmare. There's a whole shitload of stuff going on with Odin, but the most recent thing is, he he has hearing loss like he has we had to get a, a um a, a, see an audiologist oh, and he had yeah like he is like mostly deaf um and uh yeah and they, well they, he has fluid in his ear like a lot and they were like you know has he does he get sick a lot does he like all these things that were like ch- you know like a checklist that we didn't even know was there does he get sick a lot is he congested a lot do you like hear him breathe and so it turns out like some kids just have fucking fluid in their like between their ears, nose, throat, and like they just get sick all the time and they can't hear well and they can't yada yada. So um so like this whole time like that, this. Yeah, like like we've been freaking out because he never really like he doesn't respond to us a whole lot. Turns out this motherfucker just couldn't hear us the whole time. Uh so we gotta see an ENT and get tubes in his ears. But anyway. Uh, this is uh, related to you saying that, you know, Grayson's sick. It, same thing. We, we go like, I think I said to you earlier today, like the, the two weeks that I really had a rough time after the surgery, like by the grace of fucking God, were like the only two weeks since we've put him in daycare that he didn't get sick. But now we're beyond that. And he's yeah, his body's like again. the holidays are over. Back exactly. at it, boys. He's like, you're feeling better. You're about to feel worse. I don't feel yeah, good. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, we have we have a, a, a short, succinct, I would say, toy, toy, yeah, TPS. Toy. Uh, 
So because we've been off for a while, so we kind of have like the greatest hits of things that we think we should talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it happened recently. Some of it's, you know, a couple months. Well, not a couple months, like a month old at this point. Uh, same with the trailers. We have things as far back as like Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Oppenheimer. And then the new Ant-Man trailer that just came out. And uh, Bo was afraid with Joaquin Phoenix. He's a Phoenician. <laughs> People from Phoenix are Phoenicians. <laughs> uh, for this week's main topics, we're going to talk. Did you finish Willow? Today I did, yeah. Okay, okay. You scared me. It was too much of a pulse. We're talking about Willow, and we're talking about the first episode of The Last of Us, which just premiered last night on HBO. You heard it here first. I'm kidding. Someone else has probably already yeah. dropped episodes about this. Uh, but we're going to talk about that. It's brand new. Was that the as last a, episode of Willow? It felt like the last episode. Yeah, there's yeah. only eight. Okay. As an asterisk to this uh, game trailer section today, Mandalorian is releasing another trailer tonight, probably like right as Pretty we're soon. ending yeah. our pod. Like, I think it premieres when the the Buccaneers game comes on at like 8.15 or something. So we're just going to miss it. Well, we figured we'd rather record tonight, talk about The Last of Us when it's still fresh in our minds. Uh, and we, we've already seen a trailer for Mando season three. We know it, there's a there's a cute, adorable child and a badass Mandalorian. We'll see him next week. Yeah, uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about that later, as the kids say. So this is episode eighty nine. Eighty nine. And it feels good to be back. Eighty nine. And I feel fine. Oh, love that. Love that. Uh, we're going to get right into it. Welcome to the cynical nerd podcast uh i'm chris that's derek hi and we're gonna jump into the news the news the news the news this is kind of an old one of course because these are mostly in chronological order hogwarts legacy announced that it was uh delayed for the nintendo switch go fuck you uh and then more importantly the ps4 and xbox one so they're doing what derek and i'm just saying i'm not saying we're responsible for this mm-hmm. but i'm saying we're responsible for yeah this. we made it happen there's our our pure willpower uh <laughs> our cum power if you will uh, fuck last gen. I I wish they would stop making games for last. I'm sorry. If, yeah. I'm sorry. Buy a new console. No, I agree. I yeah, agree with you. I, I, ignore, I also I like ignore. how you brought up the least controversial thing about Hogwarts Legacy right now to bring up on the. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I shouldn't actually, have even mentioned it. We should have just cruised right yeah, beyond all the other stuff. I don't stuff. want to. I don't want to either. I'm just saying. I, I saw that earlier. I was like, I saw Hogwarts Legacy, and I go, Oh, really? We're going to talk about that? And then I saw it. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's like the. That's the T-ball of uh, discourse on Hogwarts Legacy. I'm fine with it. Just go on any platform, about. Twitter, Facebook. You'll see the arguments there. You figure out your own opinion on that shit. Your your, your platform of choice, any of them. Uh, yeah, no, this is a good move. Game, it looks great. It really does. And uh, it's, it's what should have been done with a lot of stuff. It's what should have been done with, like, Cyberpunk 2077. I know we've said that a million times. 1,000%, yeah. Um, the the last gen stuff is holding the current gen stuff back. If you need extra time to sort of backwards engineer a modern game, like if you want the best of both both worlds, you want last gen to have it. it takes a little extra time to sort of like make it work on that aging hardware. Good for you. This is great. I think everybody wins. Um, you're the people with their PS4s that sound like fucking Harrier jets uh, get to play. You just got to wait a little longer. Um, and people who are prepared well, get to play day one. There's an important reason for that, Derek, and the reason is that they are, in fact, Harrier jets inside of the case. They they use the same, thanks, Boeing, the same engine from that aircraft. They're so loud. They really are. 
And I'm ignoring the fact that everybody on this planet has different financial circumstances and just blanket statement saying that you should just go buy a PS5. Just go do it. Yeah. You want to you yeah. pay your mortgage next month or buy a PS5? The answer is obvious, and it's not the one that you think. Yeah, it's not. Unless it is the one that you think. In, it's what, in, in, in which case, case <laughs> you've come to the right place. Uh, so the, uh, previously, last-gen versions were scheduled to launch alongside the current-gen versions on February 10th. Like, holy shit, that's super close. Now they're being pushed back to April, which isn't really that bad. No. They're giving themselves two more months. The Nintendo Switch variation, however, will be arriving in July. And I got to be honest with you, I am so surprised that they're even telling people that this can run on that Switch because you know it's going to run bad. I know. And you see more time. and more like I was watching some like top games coming in 2023 and like nine out of ten of them were like every platform but switch it's like these fucking like game uh, uh development companies are like look we're, we're not even gonna try just fucking get just buy something else if you're a nintendo fan get something else yeah if you're a nintendo fan don't be yeah don't do it anymore <laughs> just stop it just make the decision <laughs> right. to stop and that is all of the controversial things happening in the world of harry potter and you should not look any further into it than that <laughs> that's it everything else has been great everybody unless you want to permanently burn um hate speech into your irises <laughs> retinas uh i'm gonna let you take the lead on this next one because a you have more information about it uh in your brain than i do and two i want you to explain it to me i just want to i want to be taught i want you to lead me into the fray i i'm gonna i really to be honest with you like i don't understand this quite as well like, I haven't read every fucking new piece of information that's popped up. I know the broad strokes. I just threw this in here because it is a very, it's, it's like a really big deal right now. Like, it's, it's. I, I would call it, mm, what's the word? Poignant. poignant. The word of the week. Poignant. Uh, it's very, uh, there's a lot of drama going on in, in the uh, tabletop RPG world right now. Uh, if that sentence sounds embarrassing to you, it's because it is. Um, I was going to say, as is common. Yeah. They're a very, <laughs> very rowdy bunch. Uh, here's here's the long and short of it. There, there's this uh, agreement that um, Wizards of the Coast, who made Dungeons and Dragons, uh, did back in, I think it was like 2000, called the OGL, Open Game License, where it basically said they were not anywhere near as big as they are now, of course. Um, Basically, what the OGL says is this game takes place primarily in your mind. Like we give you th these these dice and we give you these numbers and these stats and stuff. But overall, what you bring to the game is it, it's yours. You know, you, you are the creator. You're writing these campaigns. You're writing the stories, creating the characters, the names, everything like that. We're just giving you numbers to work with. Um, and basically, uh, in this OGL, uh, it, it basically said that you can make your own just as a, me and you, if we wanted to make an addition to fifth edition, we could do that and not be under any kind of legal ramifications from Wizards of the Coast. Okay. Um, in some cases, you can even sell your expansions to it as long as you state very clearly that you are not associated with Wizards of the Coast. This is Derek and Chris, our expansion to fifth edition Dungeons. The Cynical Nerd is not associated with Wizards of the Coast. But we are not. We are not. No. Yeah, still we are not. Covered. Um, got it one of the first step taken um so basically the the really the big the most important part of the ogl was that written into this agreement was that it was irrevocable written by wizards of the coast irrevocable um, even irrev what did i say 
You said irrevocable. No, irrevocable. I think that's right. I just wanted to. I was like tomato. Too. I just wanted to say it differently. So, like that sounds like something. It in sounds an like courtroom though. I like it better. Irrevocable. Like that guy. That guy fucks. Yeah, yeah. That guy owns a dictionary. I'm gonna keep doing this. With my eyebrows while you talk. All right, do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, it was His eyebrows. Um, fuck. Written right in there that, that basically they couldn't go back on their word. The reason that they made the OGL is that they wanted to encourage people to play this game. Now, back in 2000s, D and D was not a big thing. Back in the 80s, even less so. Now it's it's really not like like we make you know I make jokes and say it's nerdy. I opened up with a joke about how it's nerdy. Um, it's not like a, a a niche thing anymore. Like a lot of people are playing tabletop games. The most famous tabletop game is Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so now they're going back on the OGL and they're saying, well, they said rather uh, that they will be charging royalties to uh, certain content creators. Um, they basically they're going back on their word. Um, they're, yeah. they're, they, the company got big enough that now it's more about money. I know that they were like acquired by Hasbro at some time. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Um, but it's essentially just shitty company shit. They, they, they just, they, yeah. they, they uh, uh, assured their fan base that they would never do this thing. And now that they have everyone's money, they're doing the thing. Surprise. Um, and so the response in the community is uh, there are a lot of other um, uh, a lot of other tabletop games that have basically like come out. And even though Wizards of the Coast is the giant, they're basically saying, you know, well, fuck them. Like, even though even ones such as Pathfinder, uh, which is like the second biggest tabletop game who exists because of the OGL, who are like, you know, uh, uh, allowed to do it's basically. There's Dungeons and Dragons 1, 2, 3, 3.5, 4, and 5. A lot of people loved 3.5. That was back in, I think, like the Same. 90s. Same. You're a big 3.5 guy, right? I pegged you yeah. for that. Um, <laughs> oh, don't get me excited. <laughs> people really loved 3.5. So once they moved into 4, uh, a company called Paizo made a game called Pathfinder, which is essentially just Dungeons and Dragons 3.5. Um, Paizo basically came out. They wrote this awesome statement about how they were like, Basically, they just said, like, fuck them. We are making our own uh, open game license, basically to cover their own asses, but also to say, you know, hey, this company did a shitty thing, so come hang out with us. Uh, a bunch of the other smaller guys did, Cobalt Press. I can't remember all of them. Um, there's this huge banding together of basically, like, the non-giant tabletop gaming company saying, hey, Good. they fucked you over on the, the, the OGL, and we're not going to do it. And they're all actually kind of making their own. Um, and so then basically what happened, of course, was Wizards of the Coast said, no, we, we never meant it like that. You guys just took it out of context. I did have one, I'm not going to read this whole article because it's very long, uh, but their opening statement I did want to cover just because it's so like, it, it, it's just so clear that they're pandering. Like they're just trying to backpedal. Uh, when we initially conceived of revising the OGL, it was with three major goals in mind. First, we wanted the ability to prevent the use of D&D content from being included in hateful and discrimi discriminatory products. Second, we wanted to address those attempting to use D&D in blockchains, NFTs, yada, yada. Uh, and third, we want to ensure that the OGL is for the content creator, the home brewer. So that third one is directly, you're saying the exact opposite of what you said. You were trying to take power right. away from the home brewer. <clears throat> and those first two points, you're just taking like hot topics right now and saying like, oh, we didn't want any hateful comments in our game and we didn't want people using NFTs in our game. And it's like, what? You're just trying to get people to agree with you at this point. And by and large, that has been the response that people got from this. Um, either way, the damage has been done at this point. It seems like they are peeling back on some of their initial things that 
Yeah. They wanted to um, uh, revise in the in the uh, OGL. But either way, at this point, it's just people are kind of like, well, you wouldn't have done this if there wasn't this massive online backlash. And so when you're only changing your behavior because people are basically pulling out their money from your system, it, it just doesn't come across as very genuine. So they have a website called D&D Beyond. This is the last thing I'll mention. Just It's just a, it's a nail in the coffin for how shitty uh, Wizards of the Coast has been. Uh, D&D Beyond. I never had an account. I don't really understand what they are, but it is a paid thing. So I'm assuming they give you like, I don't know, character sheets or something. Like I, I really don't know what it's for, but um, people in mass were canceling their subscriptions in wake of all this drama. And uh, so they just like tanked the website and they <laughs> they like made it very difficult to cancel your subscription. They made you like submit a ticket and then explain exactly why you wanted to. And blah, blah, it's just, just this whole nine. Uh, and it's like, you know, if you make a shitty decision and people decide to leave, you should at a minimum let them leave and stop taking their money. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I've always loved the simplicity of Dungeons and Dragons. A lot of the other stuff is a little too like numbers heavy for me. Uh, and in I've been a lifetime D and love fifth edition. I've always loved wizards of the coast. And in the span of two weeks, I'm, I'm just, I'm done with them completely. I've written them off, switching over to Paisa, switching to pathfinder. Um, and that's just, that's all it takes. Just a couple shitty, selfish decisions. And right. you can <clears throat> rob people of their brand loyalty towards you. So anyway, Fuck them. That's it. Uh, we should make our own open license for our own unique and completely independent and original concept. It's called Dungos and D's. Dung and <laughs> Dungos and D's. Uh, same. Okay, I'll give you the same acronym. Nothing else is the same, though. Right, okay. Right. You know, that's fair. I like that. That's all. I, I had nothing past that stupid phrase. We don't use a D20. Um, we use a D19. There's one last side <laughs> on our die. Yeah. You might think we're taking away choices. No, 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 no. You'll be amazed. Yeah. You're going to love it. The D&D system. Not to be confused with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dungas and D's. Dungas and D's. While you were explaining most of that, I was uh, kind of skimming the article. And uh, I, towards the end, it says, many, many took issue with Wizards' seemingly petty postscript on the issue. And what they said was a couple of last thoughts. First, we won't be able to release the new OGL today because we need to make sure we get it right. Second, you're going to hear people say that they won and we lost because making your voices heard forced us to change our plans. Those people will only be half right. They won and so did we. It's, it, yeah. it just reeks of like, I don't know, narcissism and, and just douchebaggery yeah. abound. Technically, we both won. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let me explain to you what actually happened. And uh, <laughs> the best, the whole, the whole situation is, is pretty well summed up by Pizer's director of marketing who tweeted, Hey Siri, what does gaslighting mean? <laughs> to just tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah, I, I've you know it's no secret if you've listened to the cynical nerd before. I have never been into tabletop RPGs like this. I understand their importance in the very culture that I hold so dear. I understand the role that they played, and I know lots of friends and family who love them dearly. And I, I you know, it's just it's just another example of like company gets too big. Their focus stops being on let's make an enjoyable product that everyone likes and uh, look, they're willing to pay for it. So therefore we make money and instead turns to how much of that money do we think we can get from each of these people? And what are the easy ways to increase that revenue? Because now that's all we're concerned with. So 
Yeah, fuck them. I hope they yeah. tank. I hope they burn. So I did pull up uh, Paisa's, um, I don't want to spend a whole lot more time on this, but I did pull up Paisa's um, statement and there was one part I really liked. And that is, uh, we believe that any interpretation of OGL 1.0 were intended to be revocable or able to be deauthorized is incorrect. And with good reason, we were there. Um, Paisa owners, Lisa Steven, were uh, on the Dungeons and Dragons team at Wizards at the time. It's basically Paisa putting their dick down on the table and saying like, we were we worked at that company when this was written, like we're aware of what it says. Um, And so uh, something I guess I didn't pick up on when I read this the first time is that the uh, open RPG creative license or ORC orc, which is kind of funny, uh, which is their version of the OGL that they're writing right now. Paizo, this is, is uh, system neutral, which means it's not just for them. They're not just covering their own asses. It's, it's applicable to any uh, tabletop game that would like to use it. So, um, yeah, go Paizo. Good for them. Genuinely, genuinely cool move. Very, very good. Mo- moving on to the next piece of news. Uh, I have just avid listeners, boys, girls, men, women, children of all ages. The saddest news that's ever greased the pages of this. Uh, pages doesn't make sense. It's all I could think yeah. of. You're just going to roll. You know what the fuck I'm saying. I'm with you. Has ever graced your ears from our mouth holes? <laughs> Henry Cavill, known honey, lover of video games yeah. and lifts and weights. I don't know. Good, good looking fellow and too. Eat, eating right, takes care of himself. Good for you, buddy. Yeah, brown rice every day. Jeez, how, who could commit chicken to breast that? and broccoli? Ooh, yeah. Gross. Can't. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, right. He's got a personal trainer. He probably eats amazing shit every day. <laughs> He's got it. Is unfortunately not going to be returning to the role of Superman. Now this is this falls promptly in the category of shit that happened about a month ago that we haven't yeah. been able to talk about. I think we, we probably tweeted about it and we've talked about the James Gunn, Peter Safran takeover of DC. And we knew that things were going to be up in the air. We also discussed the many uh, hardships that Gunn was faced with where he's got sort of like a partial universe filled with people. He didn't cast telling stories he didn't write. And he was going to be charged with creating a cohesive story across all media for you know like 10 years or so i think was the goal or something like 10 a, a big old story that was gonna you know be around for a little while and we were kind of speculating like how would you fit in existing a- actors in that scenario would would flash reboot things in a certain way and the answer just quite clearly becomes flash might still reboot things but he is just changing the guard they're going to recast superman they're going to they're going to gun himself is going to be helping to write a film focused on superman but he's going to be in his younger years and it sucks uh cavill put out a statement when it was announced and said basically i had a meeting with james gunn and peter saffron and in sad news i will not after all be returning as superman after being told by the studio to announce my return back in october this was when his cameo in black adam was revealed Prior to uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran's hire, this news isn't the easiest, but that's life. Changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them and all involved within the universe the best of luck. He's just an all-around fucking A1 dude about it. Yeah. There's there's really no getting around the fact, though, that this sucks for a multitude of reasons. I, I, I think he was a great actor. I think he not only is a great actor, but he was really good at embodying Superman. And I think he had a lot of love for the character, which I, I kind of feel like is rare. Mm-hmm. Superman historically has always been viewed as like the most boring 
vanilla guy. Yeah. Because he kind of is. He was like one of the first superheroes. It's what you get, unfortunately. It's It sucks. I, I, I literally cannot. I, I've looked at, you know, fan casting and shit. No one that I have seen with a name thrown around. I, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. That's not him. <laughs> like, no one fits. So it just reeks know. of incompetence. Like it's the only way it's the only way that right now with limited info and I get, they don't want to put too much out and it just looks like someone dropped the ball somewhere. And especially when they're talking about recasting, it's like recasting. He's like you said, he's perfect for the role. Like nobody who they cast at this point is going to fill those shoes. It's almost like if they were to recast like Geralt from, you know, oh, The Witcher 3 or something like that. Oh, like, I didn't how even could see they possibly, it coming. What was that you guy's fucking, name? You got me in a checkmate. <laughs> I didn't even see it coming. <laughs> that was wonderful. It really did. But really, it's it's just it seems like it's almost as turned up as recasting Geralt. <laughs> it, uh, it, I just feel like there's something fucking weird going on at DC. I don't know. How do you like it, it, people were so excited. People were asking for it for years. It finally happened. And then you let him go after a cameo. I mean, yeah, something weird happened there. It's a girl of Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was dumb. Yeah, no, I, oh, the image to, should now be uh Cavill's Superman with Geralt's head. I feel like probably that's easy done just in honor in memoriam. Right. In ripped yeah, to two characters by the same <laughs> actor. Rip. Uh, Gunn released his own statement about Peter and I have a DC slate ready to go, which we couldn't be more over the moon about. Apparently they've pitched their concept, which is why they knew this answer. And, you know, the only kudos I can give to them here is it seems like as soon as they figured out what they were going to do and they got the go ahead, the green light from uh, Zaslav or whoever's above them, mm -hmm. they, they went and reached out to Henry immediately. Like they didn't want to leave him dangling. They didn't leave the news out as a question mark. They were like, look, I'm, I know they just told you to announce it, but this is what's happening now. Uh, it doesn't make it any better, but whatever. Uh, they're supposed to be sharing news about this this new slate that they have uh, built out this month. They said sometime after the new year. So mm. this month only has about half of it left. Yeah. I'm assuming we're going to hear something soon. I don't know. It's big, sad, big, sad news. This also followed developments of Patty Jenkins not coming back for Wonder Woman 3. So it, it, it just goes to, I would expect that most most roles of heroes that will be involved in this are going to be recast. Because if, if they're going to recast Henry Cavill so publicly, then there's, you know, really no hope yeah. that anyone else will be yeah, sticking around. Hang on to Amber Heard after that? Come on. <laughs> Can't lose her. Uh, <laughs> you're on fire today. It's fine. I totally forgot about that. Right after that, on the news of him out as Superman and Witcher within the span of a couple of months, Henry Cavill's reportedly doing a Warhammer 40k series. And I just have to say, good for you, but I, for him. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a shit about Warhammer 40k. <laughs> I don't know the first thing about this. I have no we, idea what any of that shit is about. We just talked about the trailer for the new game that was coming out and how much we're like, if you're into this, I'm sure this is cool for yeah. you. But that's what he wants. I really am happy for him. That's what he wants to do. I, I think like he's not only is he a good actor, not as he's good at like portraying roles, whatever. But I think he's just I think he's just a nice guy and people like him. Yeah. So like I feel like producers just want to like give him the projects that he wants because he yeah. knows that he'll bring life to them. So like yeah. I am. I agree. I don't give a shit about Warhammer, but I'm so happy 
he's always been outspoken about how much he loves Warhammer, and now he gets yeah. to like being a project with it. I will watch it just because he's in it, without a doubt. Same, same, yeah. same, same. This is going to be on Amazon. Uh, Hollywood Reporter, and, and like the header image for this article is actually him in the Warhammer Studios. Like he, of his own accord, before anything happened, and, and you know who knows this. In hindsight, this is probably the first time he went there to meet with them about the idea, but. He took this whole studio tour of Warhammer and you can you can legitimately tell the love he has for this stuff. And it's it's really endearing because typically you don't see you see fat schlubs like Derek and I um, love this kind of stuff, love D&D, love yeah. video games here. This fucking marble statue of a human being who is like mightier than thou without trying to be is is geeking out about these miniature you can, he's holding like a warhammer miniature with like the goofiest shit eating grin on his face yeah. like he's stoked about that shit anyway good, gonna, good for you Han Han. I was, you think he's got a big dick <laughs> <laughs> i feel like That's it's got to look small in relation to the rest of his body no matter what right like is, is that is that the curse like unless you're abnormally big like he's probably i'm sure he's at least mediocre right but compared to the mass he's got on him it looks tiny like i bet yeah. i bet like some people go like oh when he first takes his clothes off and then maybe <laughs> once it's inside of you you're like oh this is pretty big it's just yeah, like maybe when once you they get like a handle on it <laughs> right, you know they're, right. they're like oh this takes two i didn't know there's a top right, compared to him right. it's tiny but compared to my hand humongous <laughs> yeah very nice very nice <laughs> anyway moving on Hey, honey, we're just talking about Henry Cavill's dick right now. That's all. Yeah, don't worry about it. I bet you missed these conversations. Yes, that is my subject. <laughs> oh, we summoned her. That's what <laughs> she heard. She, what was that? I was like, were you guys talking about Henry's dick in here? <laughs> yeah, I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> moving away from Henry Cavill's probably massive penile yeah. structure. Uh, I have, I actually took... Did you want to talk about, I, I put Kojima's movie in there, but then I took it out before we started. Did you want to talk about that? Nope. Okay. I didn't, I, when I was reading back through headlines, I'm like, you know what? We just talked about the game. Yeah. There's like no details about the movie other than it will be an original story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things we probably didn't need to talk about, the, the next and biggest Tomb Raider will be delivered by Amazon. Cool. No, you know what? I actually, uh, I don't know. I did read the article, but I forget. D did Amazon like purchase Crystal Dynamics or are, did they just like take the IP and they're just going to do their whole own thing with it? Or do we they're not gonna know? They're going to publish it from Crystal Dynamics uh, following. And that's very exciting. Well, did you play the new ones? Yes, they were pretty they're really good. good. They're like really well done. Yeah. So yeah, if it's yeah, still yeah. the same studio, but just with the funding of bezos it's kind of exciting hey sadie she's looking the hey, wrong sadie. way what are you doing <laughs> she's out of it bro she's fucking lost <laughs> hi you want to come say hi to uncle Derek? you don't talk but you could probably poke your no you don't want to jump up okay yeah i never played uh, shadow i never played the third one but the first two well i never beat it i should say but the first two were cps excelente so this is i'm excited for it gorilla grip GGTPS, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Uh, so while there's not, it's not necessary. Like, of course, there was going to be another Tomb Raider game. Like, regardless of who bought the rights or yeah. who's publishing it, there's going to. It's a it's a massively popular franchise. 
what is cool is that uh, Crystal Dynamics announced that they're going to be developing it using Unreal Engine 5. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sexual. I, 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 hopefully everyone jumps to Unreal Engine 5 so that our games look better and yeah. better. And better. And better. And better. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to, whatever, <laughs> Jinx, give me a dick suck. Next topic. <laughs> Listen, I blame it. Give me a suck. I blame every single one of you listening. I love, by the way, your term of sucking fucky bits. It's my favorite thing in the world. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I genuinely like, it's like in here appreciate that. I thought it was so very clever. And I, in chat, when I first said it, I got almost no reaction. Yeah. And listen, I'm not the type of person who lives and breathes off of reacts to things that I say in chat, but it helps. You need right? one every now and then. Yeah. So we all you need, need a little, little pick react. Me up. And, and when I got nothing, I went, really? Did I do something wrong? <laughs> Guys, am I, is are someone's we okay? family member here a sucking fuckybus? Did I just defend them? Yeah, I forget exactly the premise, but I said more like a succubus, more like a sucking fuckybus. Yeah, I was very proud of it. Can I? Can, can I be the episode title? I feel like it has to be, be now. Yeah, we've given fuckus. it enough attention. Sucking fuckybus. And since and it's the, the double C, you're technically not cursing in the right, title. Right, we're not yeah. writing out the word. Right. You have to. It's your brain is the one doing the work, not me. Yeah. You're the one cursing, you sick fuck. You sick fucking succubus. <laughs> and you sick sucking, sucking and voogin. Okay, so now I, I'm going to blame all of you out there who gave money to... Ah, shit, Derek. Avatar's doing really good at the it's box office. It's doing very well, yeah. And, uh, like, cr- uh, cl- it's closing in on the two billion mark already. It's already the top, like, four or five highest grossing films yeah. of all. Why? I don't care. By I love accounts, it. I love it because people are so upset. Oh, people are so mad. Yeah, me. I have a very salty pussy right now. I'm I know, very I, not it, cool. It, it's great. It's like people just forgot what it was like for a top movie to not be a Marvel movie. It's like they're like, what? How could this happen? I, I love it. That's the, not why I'm upset. pure pandemonium. I'm not saying you. I'm not, oh, okay. Yeah. You're in front of me. I wait till you're away and then I start talking shit on you. Uh, <laughs> That's my secret cap. I'm always around. <laughs> but uh, people are like really upset about it. And like. James Cameron is not modest about it whatsoever. He's being oh, no. a fucking piece of shit about it. And it's, dude, it's making people angry, which makes me laugh. Like It's fueling the flame. I, I just love it. There's so much drama around it. Just a movie doing good. That's, <laughs> that's it. You know, you know what annoys me about it? about it? I still don't know one character's name in the entire movie. That's what's crazy. Oh, yeah, you do. Because he posted that. Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to talk about that on the podcast. We'll share it on Twitter, though. That's uh, yeah. We'll probably let's just say it was the thirstiest of the thirsties. (laughs) Yeah, just brazenly and openly. (laughs) You're going to read this and feel like you broke a law, and you may have. (laughs) We might be breaking one by posting it. (laughs) Someone just expressing their most inner desires to. Bang a CG character. Who's yeah. Un- not anyway. You you can know where this is going. Blue people. That's all I'm saying. Probably rule thirty four of it. Blue right people now. blowing people. That guy probably made the rule thirty four of it. Yeah. So that guy been- did not jerk off before he wrote that. That guy still had it in him when he. That was. Yeah. It's very. Just go to but the Twitter. Did. You'll see it. But he did right after. <laughs> he couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> typing all that out kind of he's like that's up. it he's drooling <laughs> I can't hold it anymore <laughs> anyway it's made lots of money here's why I... 
Here's why it bothers me so much. James Cameron, love or hate the Avatar series. It's it's very mediocre to me. And that's why I'm upset that they're doing so well, because this means my man's going to be tied up for years and years to come doing the same boring shit. And I'd like to see what else James Cameron can do. That's my argument. That's all. Yeah, he said he's like, oh, the third and fourth ones is when it really gets started. I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck? Yeah, you're like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Who says stuff like that? Oh, my camera froze. Is that? Damn it. Is is that because uh, you didn't think the story through far enough and then just had a bomb idea for it (laughs) when you were writing the third and fourth one? Because the first one's just Fern Gully. We all know that. Right. And, uh, you know, the second one, I don't know, but it looks like, <laughs> yeah, I've read some shit online. I'm like, okay. It doesn't sound bad. It also doesn't sound great. Yeah, you're back. Okay. You're good. Uh, okay, so moving on. Whatever. It's making a bunch of money. That's all you need to know. This is actually our last piece of news. We're, we're cruising through the news. And <laughs> oh, God. This, this one, <laughs> you missed me. I missed I did. you, too. The, this last one is recent. This just happened uh, Wednesday, this past Wednesday. And guess what? Ubisoft delayed another game. Mm. And that game was called Skull and Bones. The same one that's been right, delayed, like, right. I don't know, five fucking times. It's been delayed a lot. And the news on the street. Again, Jesus Christ. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's, oh wow. Yeah, it's fucking sucking and fucking... You you bussing you bussing. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm sorry. Uh, it just as long as the USB port's close to your hand, that makes it more easy. Yeah. Uh, easier. Sorry, more easy is a dumb person way of saying that. Anyway, the word on the street is that Ubisoft is not doing well financially right now. We don't really know what the cause of this is, but they announced more delays for Skull and Bones. They've canceled a few games and announced some new cuts. And this is all due apparently to a disappointing 2022. The sales in 2022 had fallen well below expectations, and they said they would be taking drastic measures moving forward, uh, one of which includes canceling Skull and Bone. You were so still for a minute that I was afraid it froze, and then you blinked, and I, uh, I mentally went, woo, but now I just physically did it too. Uh, and they cut $215 million in costs over the next two years, with some of the savings coming from a smaller headcount, so they fired some people. Right. What? Crazy animals. And that sucks. That's shitty. I, I don't want to see any developers get fired, and, yeah. and that that's the part that sucks. I'm sorry, let me clarify. I could give less than a one fuck about Skull and Bones being delayed, but things being, uh, you know, pe- people being fired, and it's only, it's only Ubisoft's fault here. They, they milk Besides Skull and Bones, and even that's like a spinoff idea from a different series. Like basically Black Flag, everyone was like, oh, ship combat's great. And they were like, oh, is it now? <laughs> we'll take 10 years to make a game and yeah. everyone will love it by then. <laughs> but other than that, what do they do? They release a new Assassin's Creed every fucking year. And it's like, the same it's, game. It's, it's gross. Far Cry, same game. Yeah, I have it just, that's all they do. Anything. Well, they they blame they're like, well, due to the existence of mega corporations, like as if they aren't one, like you're complaining about yourself. Like, what are you talking? They're acting like everyone else's like greedy corporate capitalism is what's making them fail or something. It's like you guys have been like non sneakily whatsoever trying to monetize even the most basic shit for your games for fucking 10 years. And people got tired of it. 
people Look, got with banal so, features. Yeah, even EA, which is still a shitty company, is like fucking leagues ahead of Ubisoft with the microtransactions. It's mostly because they got yelled at sooner, but still, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but uh, I just read today. I don't know if this was in this article uh, that they sent out a mass email to their uh, like to their employees that were like, "The success of this company is on your shoulders. You guys need to be working harder." And so all the employees were like. You guys look bad right now, and we're going to post this online so you look worse. Like, don't be a fucking asshole. You guys are making shitty decisions. It's not our fault. Oh, my God. Fuck Ubisoft. That's, that's Ubisoft, however crazy. you say it. I don't know. I always said Ubisoft. Ubi. Ubi. The, the Ubi booby. Anyway. Ubisoft okay. sounds like I'm hard, and I'm telling you not to be. Ubisoft, I'll take the reins here. Okay. All right, moving Take into it our away. trailers. <laughs> Take it away with the trailers. Let me actually, I forgot to pull some of these up. Okay. Uh, first up is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Listen, I don't think anyone is that saw the first one is not ecstatic about yeah. the second one. It just looks like more of the same amazing. And it, it, to, to even more extent, it looks like every different universe they go into has a different animation style. It looks mm-hmm. absolutely fucking incredible. This trailer is, is stunning. If you remember, a while back they announced that the films actually split into two films. Um, the sequels, it's going to be across the Spider Verse. I don't know if it's part one and part two. Oh, I didn't know that. I missed that somehow. Yeah, I don't know if it was going to be part one and part two, or if they're naming it something different. The second, I don't know. Anyway, June second, twenty twenty three is when it comes out. It's not that far away. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited. I, I just wish it was longer like normally I hate trailers because they give everything away and then this one like half of it was just scenes from the first one and I was like oh you could have used that time to show me more cool things uh, that's Oscar Isaac playing future man whatever the fuck his name is yes Spider-Man 2099 yep. or whatever his name Miguel is Miguel O'Hara yeah, yeah I don't know how I can spout that off uh, without looking it up but I can yeah. There's, that's where Good I am you. That's where that's where I am. <laughs> that's where I am that's in life. I stand. If you were curious. All right, cool. Yeah. Can't wait. Next. Can't. Yeah, I'm excited. It looks pretty good. Yeah, that's really nothing to say. I mean, the trailer looks phenomenal. And yeah, this is another one that like came out quite a while ago, but we've just been off off the air for a bit. Been so everybody's seen on it. it. If you haven't seen it, go watch get it. Get you big dummy. Get up and go watch it. It's, yeah, it looks really, incredible. You really should. Uh, this next one called is called Turok. I'm just kidding. It's called Six. <laughs> it's basically it's Turok. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, with with Adam Driver. Do you recall? I'm gonna. I'm derailing for a second. Do you recall the Nintendo 64 Turok game? There was like a cerebral bore weapon where it would fire. Can I stop like you a, right now? Yeah. Never played it. Never. Oh. Never played it. This is one of those big ones that just passed me right by. There I'm was sorry. a cerebral board. You would shoot, and it was like a little seeker. It would stick to the side of the dinosaur's head. You would see excrement fly out as it drilled into their heads, and then their heads would explode. And oh, I was, hot. when I was a kid, I was like, "This is the best thing I've ever seen." That game was a lot of fun. Um, very, very fun. I even I picked it up. Like, was it on the Switch's online emulator before I decided I hated Nintendo? I think it might be. Hmm. And I decided to. I know they made another one, but it like wasn't good. I think yeah, they did anyway. I think they surprise. made like a modernish one ten years ago or something. 
Madonisha. I don't know why I was fighting to say that in a weird <laughs> fake accent. Anyway, this is a movie called 65. It's a playoff of 65 million years, <laughs> which is when the dinosaurs were here, in case you didn't know. This comes from the writers of A Quiet Place and producer Sam Raimi. Yeah. And it's a, it, I didn't see this coming. And, and that's the end of the good news. <laughs> And that's the end of the you didn't like this that much. No, I'm sorry. Please continue. You, t- no, you no, say no, your no. thoughts first. I say I'll my say first, <laughs> and then I'll know yours. This comes out in March. I mean, I like Adam Driver. He's cool. Yeah. It looks like a really. It looks like a sci-fi show. After that, and what's the like? Wh- what's the big review? Is it going to be that like he thought he was on a deep space mission, but he just went back in time? Because haven't we seen well, that's that what it is? They they get yeah, Planet of the Apes or the, the whole a whole lot of times, but they uh, uh, yeah, they give the whole movie. I mean, the six, sixty-five title kind of gives it away, and there's like a dinosaur in the background of the. But did they explicitly say it, or just like insanely heavily imply it? Because I don't think I caught a line hmm. in the trailer. But like, they're well, clearly f- just dinosaurs. There's yeah. no, nothing special. I feel like it's pretty, like, insanely oh. heavily implied. Let's just pause. It's right in the summary. After a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, pilot Mills quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth yeah. 65 million years ago. Oh, yeah, that's... I, I, so I, here, hate, I hate that. What, here's what I realized about this movie. Like, how can I like a movie like Moonfall but think that this <laughs> looks stupid? And the answer is... Well, the answer is because Moonfall was a great film. The answer is Moonfall, like... Knows that it's a fucking stupid premise, and it's like thousand percent. Sixty five is like very. He's like, get behind me! Like every shot is like he thinks he's in Terminator Two or something. It's taking itself way too seriously for just a stupid premise. Uh, you got to have a little fun, Adam. He didn't write it. It's not his fault. He's a great actor. Uh, no, I thought it looked really silly. Yeah, I like Adam Driver, but um, weird choice for you, my guy. It, 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 right it is usually he plays like a, a guy who got divorced <laughs> i was just gonna say a divorcee i mean burn got him fighting custody for his kids or something now he's like uh whatever all right whatever this is his arnie face i get it go for it it's Arnold face sorry that was a bad one anyway moving on every time you do it you say that was a bad one it was never a bad one i just want you to oh, know really they're, they're always good yeah they're maybe always, i just hold yeah. my arnold impressions to a higher standard do you ever think so. about that <laughs> all right moving on oppenheimer we've been waiting for this trailer for a while uh and i just you know without i'm just gonna get right to it this movie comes out july of this year mm. this this trailer's beautiful uh it, it's a gorgeous trailer we've talked ad nauseum go back and listen to our reviews for um uh dunkirk that we think that this movie's gonna be pretty good yeah. i have pretty high hopes for this film because he seems to do much better with historical topics where he's not the one writing the plot yeah. uh he can embellish the plot but i don't want him to write the ending so this is it's it's gorgeously he's never had a problem shooting a movie gorgeously his yeah. films always are visually just stunning he's got a very unique cinematic style it's so funny because it's almost like it's almost like generic but it's i don't know what it is i can always tell it's a nolan movie whenever i see something yeah he he, he does have a signature style and he is a great like filmmaker like the actual yeah. my fucking camera froze again it the did. actual like like production value and sets and shots and all that is very well it's just like his like Christopher Nolan humor 
and like the fucking like writing that seems like it was written by a dude in college who thinks it's way smarter than it is. Yeah. David Goyer. We know who you are. <laughs> All right. Let me fix this here. And, and your fucking the brother, fucking the, uh, the, uh, the lesser Nolan. The lesser <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fucked up. Nolan, the lesser. I'm, I'm sure he's a nice guy. What um, if he's not? You, you, how can you be sure? What if he he's a piece of shit? The, he helps right through. Yeah, you're, he could be a giant piece of shit. I know that there's something I, I knew at one point knew more about Christopher Nolan than I should have for some reason. Cause, probably because of Batman. And I know that he's his brother is uh, American. His parents like I don't know if they like split and like he right. had a step parent or something, but he's British. He stayed and grew up with his one of the parents and his stepbrother was from America and whatever. That's why they yeah. have different accents. If Chris accents. Nolan was my kid, I would leave him in another country too. 100%. Daddy, do you know what lens, what aperture this lens is? Oh, fucking Christ. Just kicking him off the boat. He's your problem now, America. And he just, as he's sail, sailing away. And we just, and then uh, for some reason we just hear sail in the background. And then it's over. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I don't know what I'm rambling about. This trailer's gorgeous. It comes out in July. I don't it really, does look you good. know. It does. And it, it comes out same day as Barbie and Veronica. I want to do a double feature. Not a joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, happy for Cillian Murphy. He, he's Nolan excellent, likes, man. He's so good. He, he really is. And Nolan really loves Cillian, but he's almost always in supporting roles. And here he's going to be Oppenheimer himself. So yeah, looks like he's going to do a good job from the trailer. Can't complain. He's got a real serious face on most of the time. And I, you would imagine someone who's responsible for the, yeah, technically for the deaths of millions of people. Yeah. Cillian Murphy has very sad eyes. Yeah. It's good that he's playing Oppenheimer. I imagine, I don't know. I've, I've never looked at him. I'm sure he had pretty sad eyes too. Do you think if, do you think he, if he had like a, a, a twin brother, his name would be Sirius Murphy? <laughs> Sorry, Syrian Murphy. Silly, and it took me a Cillian, second. It was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, silly Syrian. Well, that didn't work at all. But you got what I was going for. Yeah. All right, <laughs> moving on from Oppenheimer to a very serious film: Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. We haven't talked about this. No, I posted. The, I posted the trailer, and we haven't talked about it. I've made my thoughts known about Jonathan Majors. who's playing Kang. I think he's a delight, and I can't mm. wait to see him. I'm glad that they have, like, he's, from what we know, going to be, like, the big bad moving forward in the Marvel Universe, at least for this next, you know, couple phases or whatever. I like that they have a real person as that bad guy, as opposed to a CG construct that looks vaguely like Josh Brolin, mm. uh, if Josh Brolin had a nutsack for a chin, and it was purple. I don't know. Stop squeezing so hard, it's not good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Jonathan Majors. I think he's great. I think he was fantastic, in my opinion, in the Loki show. And we know that he's going to get to play a lot of different facets of Kang as there's going to be different variants of Kang. Um, not 100% sure what that looks like in this movie, but we got this trailer. And lots of crazy stuff happens. This is this Ant-Man movie. It looks larger in scope than anything Ant-Man before. It it looks like a like a team up film almost. There's so much going on in some of these shots, mm -hmm. and it's not. Uh, it's just him and his little band of ant ant people, adjacent powered folks. I don't know what you call the, the ant family. God damn it, my fucking camera. This is getting annoying. I'm gonna title the episode this fucking camera. I'll stop saying it out loud. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. That was not my way of no, telling I you. No, I know. It was. It was. Yeah, it doesn't bother. I'd be annoyed too. 
We gotta, yeah, I don't know what the fuck is up with that thing. It's really annoying. <sighs> uh, but I appreciate you taking the time to fix it. Um, so, I love you for that. Anyway, I this trailer is uh, a Marvel movie. It's like, I don't know what else to, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it it reeks of Marvel's sequelitis, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to like it or hate it until I actually see it. And I don't know that I care enough about it to see it in theaters, to be honest with you. I really, I don't know. I, I, I love a lot of the actors in this. Michelle Pfeiffer's for one. Pfeiffer. Lovely mama. Anyway, what, how did you, how did this trailer make you feel? Tickle your pickle? Uh, no, I thought it, I, I think it, it looks like, <laughs> I think it looks spectacularly stupid. I think it looks okay. really bad. <laughs> like I. Like it's okay, and this plays into the whole like Avatar thing. I think that like you can like feel Kevin Feige sweating through this trailer, like <laughs> that another franchise is doing so well. He's like, please come see this fucking movie, please. Yeah, you, the whole plot is in the movie. The entire plot of the entire movie is in it. It's like they're trying to ramp the drama up to like forty nine. Fucking yeah, I'm not fixing it again. I'm sorry, I can't keep doing this. That's okay. Um, I understand. I'd rather you be here to talk to me. I'm making kind of a kissy face in this uh you are which i really which i really like which is yeah so at least i'm uh looking at you sort of seductively i hope people really watch i'm almost there so that you can see (laughs) so you can see this really really seductive face on me yeah just like that derek hold that pose (laughs) oh 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 well don't well no because if the video i'm not gonna like just have a blank screen there we'll probably just do audio only for this one but that's okay we'll we'll sort the camera out uh we're we coming back uh, we're coming back half strength. We'll be back full strength next week. This, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, no big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to find my anyway. camera and so, uh, so yeah, I thought it looked really goofy. Um, it, it's like, uh, <laughs> real goof troop, real, real goof troop. Oh, plot wow. is laid out in front of you. There's like the fucking, uh, he's like, you see the conflict at the end. Like, I don't have to win. We just both have to lose. It's so like, it they just put desperation to me. And yeah it made me realize that like Marvel is in this weird spot where like for a long time, it was like you had your big movies, you had your like Avengers movies and your civil wars and whatnot. And then you had some cool down movies uh, that were like, maybe not advertised so heavily and like, weren't so important to the overarching thing. And now it's like every single movie that comes out, they're like, this has to be the number one movie of all time. Like we have to, And, and that's like any business. Now it's all about growth, 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 expansion. Yeah, and I feel like that. We're, that's just we're going to see more and more desperate advertising for every movie that comes out from here on. Uh, that being said, I am not above seeing this movie. Like I'm always in it for the culture, baby. I want to. I, I like. I like to be a baby. part of pop culture. I do. Uh, I like to watch all the new movies as they come out, the smarmy ones and the you know popcorn theater ones. Uh, I'm gonna watch it. You know, I think Modoc looks stupid. I think that Kang looks great. I think that he really does look excellent. And I did get a little bit of goosebumpies in that last shot where he like shoots like photon beams out of his hands or whatever. He's like screaming like right in front of the camera. Oh yeah. Um, that was a good shot. Yeah. But it's just uh it's um it's overly dramatic. And then like all the pieces of information that they're releasing about it just they just reek of like, please come see this movie, please. And I just want to see it get worse. I want to see it get more pathetic. I want to see fucking the directors crying as like a part of the ad campaign and like just begging us to come see it. Snot running into their beards. 
uh, I just want to see it, it get worse. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But no, I really, I really hope I'm, you know, I'm not coming across as a contrarian because I'm not trying to. It just looks so stupid to me. It looks really, really thick on the drama. Thick. And I think what made Ant-Man 1 and 2 good is that they weren't. Like, they were kind of kids' movies. Like, they just were fun. I don't know. Yeah, the first one's a heist film. The second one was, you know, just like a, a kind of goofy, like, looking for his... I don't forget what the fuck happened the second one. <laughs> looking for the fucking the thing, and there was the... Oh, that's the ghost lady who was like... It was like the crazy that you're not supposed to fall in love with, but she probably bangs real good. Right, you know what I mean? right. Like that, yeah. yeah. She's you got know, that gorilla grippy. Yeah. Super slippy. <laughs> <laughs> A little tipsy. Um, there's two reasons that I care about this film. Oh, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. Hang on. Hang on. Hold the phone. Modoc is in this trailer. I hope you caught that. Yeah. Unfortunately, and it did. It sounds like it will be played by... It will, oh, sorry, I forget the guy's actual name, but it, it'll be it's going to be Darian Cross, I think, mm-hmm. who's the bad guy from the first one. Yeah, who played Yellow Jacket. It's going to be his big dumb head, which is a change to Modoc's origin. But like, I was talking about it with a a coworker, and I was like, "But who? Like, even if you're a comic book fan, which I am unabashedly, and I know who Modoc is." I don't know anything about his backstory and I don't like who gives a shit, like change yeah. whatever you want. It's a big flying head with little arms and legs. And you're going to try to make that work in a movie. Bless you. Yeah. Bless you. And I mean that in the most contrived, uh, judgy way that I can right. possibly conjure. Right, like, bless, right. bless your little heart. You He's trying to make you feel bad. That's basically what's happening. Yeah, exactly. There are two reasons I actually like this trailer. And one of them is definitely not Mudok. <laughs> what, so here's the one hook and this is just again uh me chris being an overly emotional person uh parent is that the hook of this movie i completely bought into a thousand percent right away that he would be tempted to make a deal with someone that he's probably pretty sure is going to try and fuck him but he's he's like i we lost so much time mm-hmm. I, I i i might be able to get some of that back and that is heartbreaking because in my opinion one of the best underserved plot points from Endgame was that when he disappeared and came back he his daughter was she's a woman she's a grown woman he missed yeah. so much time with her 5 years to be exact and that's heartbreaking that scene was like it's it happened so quickly but to me like this the emotional core of that character in that film is is him coming back and finding trying to find her on the list of victims and not being able to the whole sequence i thought was was good it, it told a really short succinct story to tell you where he is emotionally in endgame and then you get that sad moment where he's just like you're so big because paul Rudd is great at breaking uh tension with jokes when he shouldn't and and i mean that sincerely and, and mm-hmm. we rag on marvel a lot for doing that but like paul rudd has been doing that himself in every yeah. movie he's in and he's a lovely man but so that immediately i'm like oh okay sure like i'll I'll buy this like i'm not saying he's gonna make great decisions that i come on dude like really but at least at the outset father tries to get time back with daughter that he lost uh sure i'm i'm on board with that and the second is just jonathan majors i I already said that i'm not gonna recant my testimony here honor but uh he man he really got gigantic holy yeah he is like a box i wanted to go back and watch fuck 
Yeah, he was the, in like a uh, boxing movie or something, right? No, that's the, he he is. He's going to be in Creed three, I think. Wasn't that's what. Yeah, guy? that's what I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah, he got he got edge. He got fucking edge. Fucking edge. Uh, what was I going to say? You, you were going to go back and watch, watch Loki, maybe. Is that what you're going to say? No, wasn't Loki. Shit, I forget. I'm sorry. It's okay. I said boxing. It threw your whole shit off. I'm sorry. I fucked it up. Did. It did. It threw me. It I, fr- I, didn't even know where, I didn't even know where I was going to be. Oh! <laughs> what was it called? Sometimes Lovecraft Country? Sometimes it just got to meander a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot I that was him in that. Never yeah. watched, I never watched it, and I heard it was good, yeah. and he was in it, and I wanted to go watch it. So I might add that to the list. Yeah, let's do it. That I'll, that I'll ignore to run Mythics and WoW, because I'm going to do that as soon as we get done tonight. It's almost reset, baby! Gotta get those keys in. Anyway, moving on. Our last trailer, where we talk about our main topics, is Bo is Afraid. This is a Joaquin Phoenix-led movie from Derek's favorite studio, A24. I say that both ironically and ironically at the same time. Um, to make a joke about you being a smarmy film lover. And guess what? A24, A24 is a smarmy film studio. They also, spoiler alert, make awesome fucking movies. It's the yeah, reason they have that reputation. <laughs> this trailer is insane. It's fucking I don't, crazy. It's an I acid trip. No clue what's happening and i was completely on board for it i love it i don't know what's happening i i want to see this movie it looks ins- it looks crazy i said insane already i can't use it twice can i <laughs> i think i know the plot of the movie and i, w- I want to say it here because if i'm right you, you, call it. you have to suck my dick <laughs> whoa That's, buddy those are the terms and i get to come in your mouth i hey, think Siri. okay so the mom said in the very Let's beginning opening Opening, uh, let's talk about the trailer first. Sorry, it, it, it's uh, Walking Phoenix and it looks clear. What do you say exactly? I realize this. It, it looks fucking yeah. great. Go watch it, please. It comes out in, all, in April. I don't know anything else, excuse me, about it. I'll have another baby when this movie comes out. That That's sounds true. Crazy you to will. Say. Uh, I think the premise is this I think that if the opening line is the mom says to him, I'm so sorry for what your dad gave you, but I really wanted to have a baby, something like that. He has all these weird hallucinations where he's being persecuted. He's like out walking. these people with guns, people chasing him. Par- paranoid schizophrenia. That's my guess. He's a paranoid schizophrenic. He got it from his dad. He never leaves the house. And when he does leave the house, he gets hit by a car, gets kidnapped, held captive, and he's trying to escape to get back to his mom whilst having all these crazy delusions that aren't actually happening. That's what I think this movie is about. Watch it again. Yeah, and when we're done... And tell yeah. me if you think I'm incorrect. That's what I think the plot of this movie. Is. No, I did get the like and shit. What is his name? Nathan Lane. Yeah, yeah. I did get that. He's lovely too, dude. I fucking yeah. miss seeing him. Dude, Veronica I watched, loves him too. Like when we watched it, she was like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen him in forever." Well, I, I went uh, randomly watched Birdcage recently, which is just a great movie. Mm-hmm. Nathan Lane, Robin Williams. Go back and watch it. It's lovely. Anyway, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I remember in the film, he he like wakes up from getting hit by a car and he's got shit. I, she played, she was in the office as Steve Carell's love yeah. interest. She, she's the woman, along with Nathan Lane, Amy Ryan, maybe. I don't, sure, whatever. I'm just guessing here, but her name is next to his in the ca- credits. So I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> and yeah, they're like, oh, you can't leave. And so I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. I think he called it. And the trailer looks great and i he really does joaquin phoenix is a it. fucking joy to just watch act two he's really really incredible yeah and it, it reminded me that like they're filming joker 2 and yeah. i like look i'm i'm sure it's probably not going to live up to how good the first one was but like you can hope right like yeah. i can hope sure can and i and i and i fucking i'm hoping wishing on a dream 
Wish it, hoping on a prayer. Praying on a <laughs> praying on a all right, let's let's move on. Main topics, let's wrap this bitch up. I didn't shill. That's okay. It's the first one back. We're allowed to miss some things. I'm not yeah. gonna do it now. Cause I feel like if you don't catch them in the beginning. Yeah, no, 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 no. We've got momentum they, right now. People baby. who are here, they know. You know what you know what's up. You know what's yeah, good. You know Hit who that, we are. The follow button. We should have a nice blue check mark on Twitter soon, apparently. Yeah. Everyone who told me that I shouldn't do it, I'm going to be like, haha, I spent the money anyway. Jokes on my wallet. <laughs> jokes <Okay>. on me. <laughs> yeah, jokes on the money I spent for nothing. Uh, we're going to talk We're gonna talk about Willow as a whole first and then talk about Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, probably going to take the Last of Us chunk and like put snippets up separately because I know people will mm-hmm. click on that shit and I'm going to manipulate your emotions. Yeah. Willow as a whole series. I, we talked about this before because we talked about the first couple eps. So that's uh, short for episode. That's shorthand for episode. If you're in the biz, that's how you know how to talk. Uh, that's shorthand for business. That's the last one we're going to give you. You have to figure it out from now on. Yeah, the rest of these you, gotta, you have to figure out. You have to yeah. figure the rest out. You have to figure the rest out? <laughs> I almost didn't catch that. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, this is pretty quick for me. Yeah. We've talked about Willow before. Overall, my thoughts didn't change a whole lot, except to say... The final episode was a disappointment for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what it was about the last one, but I, it, it didn't hit for me the, the way the rest of the, the ending was cool. I liked the ending, what it sets up. There's a little post credits thing, I think, with the books on the shelf. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't, I'll explain what it was pretty quickly. It's not, easy. No, uh, there's like a little post credits post credits scene where it's like the the credits kind of you know how it's like illustrated credits yeah uh it kind of like pans away to the book that it opens up in the beginning and closes it and puts it back on a shelf and there's like three volumes of story basically implying we're gonna be back with more shit to tell you right um which which is fine because they you know they really only fight like the first boss in the show they get to the crone and then you know the crone is like trying to make this harbinger of the worm and like resummon it whatever the last episode felt a little fell a little flat for me I, I you know what part of it is i this show has done a really good job for me of of course they're cgi but they've done a ton of practical stuff the whole show and it really i think paid off to make the show feel good and then the last boss is just a hundred percent cgi mm. and I, I she did not need to be i don't i don't feel like like i feel like they could have did some of that yeah. cgi and just maybe put somebody in the costume and it really, it, it, what it did was it made it feel like a sci-fi fantasy show, like something I'm watching on the sci-fi channel for, for like that whole section of the episode. And I really didn't like it. And it's a shame because I really ended up enjoying the se- series as a whole, like the rest of the episodes. I like a whole lot. I, I, I kind of feel exactly the same way I did before. Like, I don't think it's an amazing show by any stretch, but it feels unique and that it's like. I I don't want to say happy fantasy show, but like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's got like a, like the, this eighties joy to it of like reveling mm-hmm. in the silliness of it. And sometimes it, sometimes it makes it worse, but like it feels intentional and sometimes it, it just feels really good and happy and silly and, and fun and exciting. And uh, yeah, I like the show. Wasn't super happy about the ending, but uh, would watch, would watch more. W W M W W M. I thought it got worse as it went on, and I never really thought it was that good to begin with. But like, 
I, but I, <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple things about it that were redeeming. Um, and even some of those got shitty towards the end. Like I thought the Borman carried like three quarters of the show and then he got really annoying and like self-referential and aware. And I, I just thought like his one-liners just got dumber and dumber as the show went on. Um, it, it got really, really cringy towards the end with all the talk about like love being the most powerful force in the world. And then they repeat it like more than once. Yeah. Like a bunch of times. It's like, Oh my God. Like I physically had to look away from the screen. Um, the show is all right. Here's the thing. It, despite it, that, like, I'm glad I watched it. It's so hard to explain. I would never recommend the show to anyone, but oh, I'm sorry to interject. Did you ever go back and watch the movie? I didn't, but I'm going to now. Like I, like I want okay. to by next week. I'm uh, excited for that part. Yeah. Uh, uh, shit. What the fuck was I saying? Oh, the, the show is, it's marketed for like young adults, teenagers. And so young adults, teenagers are just like unbelievably horny. And I understand that I was once one of them. And yep. so the show Can does confirm. this thing that a lot of shows geared towards young people do which is everybody has to get paired off everybody has to end up with somebody um and so everybody's fucking everybody's fucking everybody's horny and so when there's like this need to have everybody end up with someone you end up with people who have absolutely no chemistry whatsoever that you just have to endure these fucking scenes where they're together that was every couple in this show every none of them like were convincing to me um and i feel like the show could have like Axed all of them an easy like 20 percent better if it just like focused on the quest and not how everybody had yeah. to be in love with somebody by the end yeah. of the season these are, these are just people questing together they don't all have to fuck. they don't have to fuck i mean they could fuck but don't say cringy dialogue in the middle of battle like that <laughs> they don't they don't need to get together with each other they can just run into a mystical suck and fuck you <laughs> despite that there were high points of the show like they did the whole like, like I've said in the past. One thing I'm I'm a total oh sucking fuckiness for is the whole like you know friends rallying together. There was a uh, I think it was like episode three or four, which was the first episode I was really like, Ugh. and then it ended on a great note where someone's like, "What do you plan to do?" And Willow says, "Same thing as last time." have beat you with my friends or something like that. And that's right when they burst through the door and like stop the fucking wraith or whatever it was called. Um, there was a lot of like, I, I understand what you mean. It's based on an eighties, uh, fantasy movie. Things were a little bit more corny then. And that's just sort of comes with the territory. I don't think that that's an excuse for how unbearably corny a lot of it was. Yeah. But ultimately it comes down to this. I'm glad I watched it because even though it's bad, it's like so unbelievably well-funded and well-made. So it's interesting to it see really a show is. that like looks so good. That's like really not a good show. I don't know. There's just something weird about that. It's like I don't know, like a B horror movie with like a fucking Avatar budget. It's just it, I don't know. It's there's something there's something jarring there that was I don't know appealing to me. Uh, I agree. The last episode sucked. It was really like just battles that were not impressive. I did like the whole, like totally ripped off of Iron Man sequence where she like activates the Lux Eterna and you see this really, really cool looking armor form on her body. Um, that was cool. Yeah, it was. It, there's like some concepts that were cool. I like how the worm is this basically like HP, HP Lovecraft God locked behind a door uh, that, you know, I guess the crone was trying to free for to rewrite reality or whatever. The worm. Yeah. With a Y. And we're not talking about worms. Yeah. It's not earthworm Jim. This is worm. 
Uh, yeah, no, I would never recommend oh, it, but I'm glad I that watched would have been it. A, that would have been a great sub. That would have been a good episode title. Earthworm Jim with the Y. And then I just had the Earthworm Jim's head coming up out of the door. Right. What do we have? But we already, I forget. We already have. We have Geralt of Smallville and the, <laughs> the, the Suck and Fuckybus is the title. It's <laughs> great. I love it. Suck and Fuckybus is really good. I'm really happy that you yeah. like it so much. Yeah, you know, sweet. I'm really happy that you like it. All right, let's okay. go on. Next thing, next thing. The Last of Us just came out last night. <laughs> Pun not intended. I So I, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. I like to uh, famously put things out on Front Street, if you will. <laughs> I, I thought the show was phenomenal so far. I It's very, very accurate to the game. And... That's what makes it phenomenal. The the first man turning this on, I I was just reminded immediately how overwhelmingly awesome the fucking story from the first game. It's what makes the whole game like the gameplay is basically uncharted in some areas. Like the controls are a little clunky. They don't always feel the best, but holy shit, like the story and the emotional stakes, the writing uh, of the first game is what, you know, brings it home. Of course, the famous twist at the end. When our uh, titular character, another word of the week, uh, makes a selfish choice out of love. It's not something a bad mm-hmm. person would do. It's something a good person who's afraid of loss would do. And it, it it's such a complex choice with so many ramifications. You may or may not agree paid off in the second one. But the first one is such a goddamn joy. And the casting here. Uh, Pedro Pascal Pascal is a f- just a fucking gem as Joel. I d- the whole like I messaged Derek while we're watching and I said fuck are you watching because right when I typed that I was uh, crying and I don't mean like a little bit I mean like ugly crying like I had to quiet myself because I knew that I was so I was gonna get a text from Samantha like are you, hey are you okay I can hear you crying like a bitch upstairs <laughs> she's never she's never she's never said that because that's how she lady. talks to you. Yeah, quiet down, you fucking pussy. Yeah, send help. I'll leave my address and codes in the in the show notes. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I mean, it really got me. I, it's been a while since I replayed The Last of Us, and uh, sorry, uh, it's been a while since I replayed The Last of Us, and holy shit! Like when his daughter dies, I uh, it, yeah, whatever. And and again, I think the show succeeds because it adheres so closely to the source material, but I was also surprised just how quickly we get to the modern day. I mean, it spends about half the first episode and flashback and then the rest of its current day. And uh, that feels quick knowing that we have a whole season of hour long episodes to go. And that makes me excited because we're getting I was right. So into, happy they did. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting right into the, the thick of, I was really afraid the entire first episode was going to be the intro. Yeah. And then when it cut, it would be modern day. And that was the cliffhanger quote unquote. But no, they didn't do that. And I'm so much happier because now coming in episode two, we're already out in this in the open world. They're already approaching the city and the skyscrapers where some of the coolest shit happens in the game. Some mm-hmm. of the scariest shit. And the last thing I will say before I ask uh, your thoughts on the on the topic, the clickers, I think, at least in the, this episode, were genuinely creepy as fuck. Yeah. There's this one scene where he's running with his daughter after she broke her ankle in the crash. And he, you know, they stumble around the corner in this back alley and they see a whole gang of them just chomping on some humans. And the one that notices them like shoots and stands straight up, but it's like so eerily still. And the way they did it, I was like, oh shit, that's creepy as hell. Like, no, thank you. 
And that whole chase scene, they're running through the storefront and the, it just, it, it's, it's so funny. Cause it's like a human body being controlled that doesn't really know it's it's limits like when it has to slow down to turn a corner so he's it's just like plowing into shit because it's going full speed to try and get to him and then he turns a corner and it hits the fucking wall and then he's going full speed to try to get to him and he turns a corner and it, it falls over a bunch of shelves and stuff it's horrifying uh if you have that feeling of like something's chasing you it, it feels like that would be your worst nightmare of all time anyway i'm so sorry for rambling uh how did you feel about the show well, you should be sorry. First of all, let's start with that. Secondly, okay. Um, no, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was. I actually thought it was really good. I, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't. I see a lot of people on Twitter today that are like, um, "Oh, I went in with low expectations," and I really didn't. Like, yeah, what? I, no, I wasn't like, "Oh, I think this is going to be great." There was some encouraging news coming out about it. Like as time went on, even though I think that Neil Druckmann is an unbearable person, the fact that he's like. Uh, uh, I think he's a co-creator, right? Like he's, he's one of two people who are, uh, they split creative control, I guess. Um, so like the dude who made the game should really have say in what's happening in the show, which is, uh, and he does. Um, so that's nice. I, 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 obviously I've said many times in the show, I loved the first one. I thought it was excellent. Um, so like, uh, they had said they, what did they say? They worded it so strangely. And now having seen the first episode, I see what they mean. They didn't say we're not going to deviate from the game whatsoever, but they said like nothing will be that wasn't in the game will be in the show or something. I, some weird way of wording it. They like prophesized it. They're like, no. they're, they're like expanding on certain things a little more, but yeah. like, uh, like obviously the opening sequence of the game where Sarah dies is what, like six minutes long. I mean, it's like almost instantaneous that it's yeah. it begins. And then you're in the modern day and it was 45 minutes this time. We see her going to the city to fix the watch. We see all basically it builds up her character and the whole time anybody who's played the game is like, she's going to die and it's going to be really super sad. <laughs> and it yeah. was, we also were Very. like ugly crying at that scene. That was really Pedro Pascal is just a fucking great actor. Oh um, God. He, I didn't, I, 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 I didn't doubt his ability to like act and to like bring a new light to the role, but I was completely blindsided by just how well he did Joel. I don't think anybody can do Troy Baker's voice other than Troy Baker, but like I right. didn't expect him to emulate his voice, but his personality, his like demeanor, he Very fucking good. nailed it, dude. Like yeah. nailed it um, down to like when they're in the car uh, in that opening scene and they pass someone and Tommy's like, they have a kid and he's like, like, it's like, it's nothing at all. Like, well, we have a kid. Someone else will come keep going. Was just like fucking quintessential Joel. Um, yeah. I, I, you, I, you can tell that he's lying to himself and he's making himself believe it so that he can keep going. Right. Right. Cause he's like, just he, focused on his kid. And it's like some, someone else will come along yeah. and you're like, Oh, but you know, they won't, but okay. We see what you're doing. But it's like so that some things are different, but it retains the soul of the message of the game. So, like, remind me, I don't think that he was a drug dealer in the game. Right. I don't think that was a thing. No, I don't think so. But it shows it's the the, the soul of it is still there. It's like he, generally with the protagonist, you have like an honorable, uh, truthful person. And Joel is, you know, he's morally gray. So it's still communicating the exact same thing. So that to me doesn't feel like it really deviates from the game, even though like that didn't happen in the game. He wasn't selling pills to the federal officers. He might have uh, been. I don't. I honestly haven't played the, the it, game in a while. Right. It's it's been a while. But um, has no, it? I, has it? 
has oh, it. Oh no! Been a while. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, I I thought it was great, and I think everybody seems to think that it was. I, I actually yeah. was saying to Veronica earlier, it's funny because in the weeks leading up to this, all the gaming groups that I'm in that are just full with people who are full of themselves have been just shit talking this show, and um. All of them are just fucking radio silent today because the show was good, and it yeah. pretty, seems pretty unanimous. People feel that way. Um, I said to Veronica, who like really has never had much interest in the games. I told her that when uh, uh, part one comes out on PC in March, I was going to get it for her. Um, I was like, we were getting towards the end of the episode. I'm like, man, this just makes me want to play the game again. But now I have to wait till March, and she's like, this makes me want to play the game. Like we were, yeah. we were super into it. It's very good. And yeah. his, uh, th- the last thing I have to say is just the, the very end. I, uh, dude, his little like PTSD thing when like the fucking Fedra dude is like pointing his uh, gun at him and he has a flashback to the whole thing with Sarah and he just savagely beats the shit out of him. Again, I can't wait. That's just Joel, just like anger bursting. Give me through. more of that. Yes, yeah. dude. Yeah. It was very well communicated. And usually when they hit you over the head with something like that and they actually flash back, I'm like, okay, I, like, I get it. Yeah. But it didn't feel egregious there. It felt no. just the right amount of like, hey, you guys need to know that although 20 years have passed, like he's still emotionally yeah. fucked up because of what happened. And you would be too. He lost yeah. his daughter in a horrific way. Ooh, uh, and fucking the, ending the episode on Never Let Me Down Again by uh, Depeche Mode was just... Oh, great song choice. Especially 100%. within the context of 80s songs meaning danger. It was just like a double. I was like, that was such a fucking great way to end a debut yeah. episode. Oh, my God. Uh, so I, you know, you brought up the the acting of Pedro Pascal and, and, and you know... The scene of his daughter dying and I, he, the, that scene in particular, I always like, I try to look for, well, obviously I've never been through a situation like that, but I always look for like what I would think would be a realistic human reaction to some, Mm -hmm. some horrible tragedy like that. And the only two times I, that I could think of, I'm sure there are more that I've come across and just not memorized, uh, where I've seen a human react, what I would say, honestly, to a situation like that where Andrew Garfield and Amazing Spider-Man 2, that movie might be shit, but Andrew Garfield's acting when Gwen Stacy dies is, mm-hmm. I cannot watch it without crying. It is so fucking well done. And I think, yeah. I, sure, 80% of that is that Garfield's a pretty good actor, but I, the other 20% is that they were dating in real life then. And I 100% guarantee he channeled those feelings because... That that it like I literally cannot watch it without crying mm-hmm. and not like a, not like oh this is sad but I've seen it before ugly crying almost every time and I really felt that again when he was holding his daughter uh like tremendous job by Pedro like his his like his help the helplessness on his face of like I can't do anything about this like he know his logical brain is going she's dead but he's he's like talking to her like i'm gonna pick you up or it's gonna be okay and like Mm -hmm. you know that that's not true so you're telling her as much for yourself as you are for her trying to like ease the pain it's just i don't god it was so fucking good um yeah i also i know we're talking about pedro a lot but i want to give kudos to bella ramsey i I gotta be honest she was wonderful you're right i should have brought that up she really did she did i don't like her as an actor i do not and like as a person sorry let me rephrase I feel like I wouldn't like her if I knew her in real life. Is that fucked up? <laughs> sure. hundred percent it is. It's just the way I feel. I can't, I can't help it. However, I will say not only is she great in the show, she captures Ellie so perfectly. Very well. Like yeah. there were some moments when I, I rewound it 
and close my eyes because she sounded so much like the character in the game that I thought that they just like dubbed a fucking line in. Uh, her foul mouth, like the use of same quantum motherfuckers. Uh, the time the I knew she nailed it like right away because she's in the room being held by the fireflies and they tell her to count and she goes she goes one through ten and she goes seven eight fuck you and I was mm-hmm. like oh dude this is perfect this is perfect writing they're capturing the game and the characters yeah. so well and honestly like the last thought that I would leave this conversation with is I hope that other things that try to adapt video games take this into account and I'm not saying. This template would work for everyone. The story was already, as far as video games go, very grounded in emotion and characters first and foremost, which is why I think it's translating so effortlessly to a TV mm-hmm. show. Uh, but there is a right way and a wrong way to adapt stuff, and they're just they're hitting the nail on the head right now. And I, I, I literally cannot wait for next week. Sam, unfortunately, couldn't. She wanted to watch this with me, and she couldn't because Grayson is sick, and he was the poor kid was coughing just a dry cough, but he was coughing so much last night that he almost threw up because yeah. he was coughing. So she's like, I'm going to keep him on the couch for me tonight. Like, and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, all right. I'm good. I have to watch the show. Cause, cause we get to talk about it tomorrow. And the podcast is more important than our relationship. But I mean, if you, <laughs> no, just I am a hundred percent kidding. Samantha is the best part of my fucking life anyway. Uh, but I, well, I'm going to have to rewatch it with her and I can't wait to even yeah. rewatch it. I'm stoked to introduce her because she knows just from me having played it, how well received it was and how much I was gushing about it at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. We're done. We're done. Goodbye. And I'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad your new hips held up. Yeah. They're, Uh, they're screaming at me, but you know, I'm good. I'm good. Go go rest them up. We had had a tight hour and 30 minutes right on the fucking nail on the fucking head. Uh, I'm happy. We're back. I really miss talking to you every week. I, I love you a lot. I love you and, too. Uh, we're <laughs> we'll get we'll get the webcam thing fixed for next week and uh, be back in both forms. I, se- selfishly, this makes things easier for me because I only have to put up an audio version. That's way easier. So uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week for episode ninety, and then we only have Ooh. ten more until we hit one hundred, which seems fucking crazy Our in hindsight. Yeah. and we're gonna think of something cool. We gotta, we gotta do something cool. Either for we're gonna have the our dicks. We're gonna have our fucking dicks out the entire time. Our the thumbnail will actually be our dicks. That's the that's all we're yeah. doing. And we're not gonna Photoshop them next to each other. We're gonna mash our dicks together, and then someone's yeah. gonna take a well, picture. Well, Derek's it. gonna be the one, and then I'm gonna use my balls for the zeros. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, we're gonna go. Uh, Derek, where can everybody find you at? You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Dr. Gloom MD. That's D R G L O O M M D. And you, Christopher, where can they find you on they the internet? They can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Crispy Mana. I haven't done that in a while. Almost Mana. said TCM, please. C R I S P Y M A N A. M A N A. Yeah, I said that right. Holy shit, that was quick. C R I S P Y M A N A. That's your theme song. <laughs> I like the refrain at the end because you had already gone through the whole melody for Crispy. <laughs> Um, I haven't been streaming a ton, but I have been streaming again, and uh, I'm going to keep doing it. That's all I got. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.